Thank you for tuning in to Nazo's Words Mentioned, the podcast about nothing, talks about everything. <laughs> I'm Nick. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Juan, and my actual brother, Mikey. And uh, today, today we're going we're gonna to talk some shit. We're going to talk some shit. Um, before we get into it, I just wanted to address something that uh, came up a few weeks ago about the show. Um, when we first started doing this, you know, we did a lot of, it was a lot of mental health and personal growth stuff. And, uh, it kind of changed along the way. That was because, uh, I was, I was a little, I felt a little awkward. Like I was coming to therapy sessions every Sunday and sharing it with the world. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we're still going to do more of that talking. We're still going to do more personal growth and stuff, but we're going to, we're going to do some of that, uh, mixing it in with, uh, daily topics, weekly topics and stuff like that. So it's still going to be there. It's just not going to be all about me and my mental health and trying to work through it in front of the world with you guys. So we're still going to talk about personal growth and mental health because, you know, that's what Mikey does, right? Mike, Mikey's, uh, you know, if you guys work with Mikey, like I do, you see him all day trying to, trying to, trying to get people on the right path, get their headspace right, you know, trying to, trying to make everybody better around them, you know? Get so smile. Yeah, get, so that, that, like that, that, it's trying to come, man. Nah, if you, if you ain't growing, you dying, bro. I'm not trying to die. Yeah, we, and we just said that, right? It was funny because I came up this morning before the show, and uh, that you guys didn't even know we were going to talk about this. But yeah, I just want to let everybody know that we're still going to talk about all that mental health and personal growth stuff. It ain't going nowhere. It's just going to be mixed in with some talking about, you know, movies and wrestling and, you know, other other fun stuff. And sometimes some not so fun stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. We could try to keep it as light and fun as possible. Because I'm sure everybody's timeline is full with a lot of, you know, nasty, hateful shit. Yeah, and we ain't, we ain't trying to do that, man. We ain't trying to do that. We put your happy hippies here, yo. You bunch of happy hippies here. So that being said, um, a not so fun topic that I want to talk about right quick because uh, yesterday was the 20 year anniversary of 9/11, and uh, something that changed America, the world. Like for 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 good, like yeah. everything everything changed after that day, you know. And um, it was uh, like I think back to it. And I remember like we, me and Mikey were in school. We were over in Lincoln, Texas. We was like up in Mawa. We lived in North Bergen at the time. And I remember like just thinking like, "Yo, this is it." Like I knew it. Red Dawn happened. You know what I mean? Because remember Red Dawn? We got invaded. It's like this is it. Red Dawn's happening, yo. And we're in school, just like in a movie. We gotta find some pickups. We gotta get some guns. We gotta get home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because that's how it felt, right? You know what I mean? Like, it felt like that when it first happened. Like, the first plane, we was like, oh shit, damn, that's fucked up. Somebody was, you know, somebody done fucked up. Yeah. And then while we yeah. talking about that first plane, about damn, somebody done fucked up, it was like, oh shit. Nah, two cats ain't fuck up like that, yo. Something ain't right here. Something is not right here. And uh, yeah, it was a crazy situation, man. I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest with you. What do you mean? Like, I thought that was going to be the start of the first, uh, like, war on American soil. Like, I, I thought we were legitimately getting attacked. You might not live in, Mike. Well, that, that's, that's how it felt, man. I mean, that's because we had never seen it. Like, we've had other stuff happen as far as terrorist stuff, but nothing to that like magnitude like it was insane and that's seen them you can see them towers burning all day for what, two three weeks the towers yeah. uh, was smoking 
I was watching the WWE documentary about about the, what they had to do with 9-11 and all that stuff. And they went to the area, on, or I think it was October something, October 16th, something like that. And they said that it was still smoking, bro. Like, shit was still smoking. And that, that was almost over a month later. And it the was, bricks and stuff were still smoking, man. It was still coming up. That was a lot. That was a lot. You also had to think, like, my thing was all the all the stuff that was in that building that burned. All all the computers, all the, the cleaning products, the aerosols, uh, the Bro, plastics, everything. everything. Combined with the fuel, combined with what was in the plane, combined with I mean, that's a whole lot of stuff burning. And a lot of it, too. You look, I mean, look how tall those buildings were. You know what I mean? All, like, yeah, it's, it was. I remember when, when we were in school, you know, and uh, we, me and Mikey were, like, trying to, because they had, they remember they had, like, they were, like, for everybody to go home and shit, like, because right away, like, nobody knew what was going on. So the world, like, instantly fucking shut down. Like for real, for real. Like it was like everyone yeah. was just getting like getting trying to get home because we want nobody knew what the hell was going on. Nobody knew. Then all of a sudden we hear about the Pentagon and another plane, and it's like, yo, shit is getting real, real fucking fast. Real you know, fast. And, and when me and Mikey was we was like I said, we was our ride with no traffic from the house was like a 30, 40 minute ride. You know what I mean? So then trying to get back with all this stuff, like we couldn't do it. Then we ended up going to like Greg's aunt's house right because his yeah, uncle we did a lot of worked, detours his uncle worked there and at, like at the, tra- the trade center and they couldn't find them so we had a homie that was like tripping because he couldn't find his uncle and she was all a wreck so we went up there we stayed by him and then like we tried to get home and we were sitting through traffic for like hours bro like a minute like i remember teenage road alone right didn't that take like an hour and a half to get down yeah. teenage road yeah, I, I feel remember, like it took us like four or five hours to get home that night. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. <clears throat> it was insane. I was, and I, and I, huh? I, I remember I was at a was at a job interview in Union for the security guard slash EMT job I was taking. <clears throat> we was watching the some kind of like I got hired, but we had to do like those. Uh, you know how you do the the orientation type videos you gotta watch yeah. like back in the day i used to have to watch these the, the orientation videos so we was just like four four of us in there we just got hired and we was watching these orientation videos the guy comes in and uh he turns the video off we're like what's this for he's like i think you guys need to see this and he turns it on and you see the first plane hit the tower so we, you know, all sitting there like, damn, that's crazy, like, watching that. And as we're watching it on television, that second plane hit. Yeah. And we was like, oh, shit. It, everybody's pager went off. Everybody's cell phone actually went off, not pager. Everybody got a text or something because everybody in there was an EMT, including the people giving the, the video. So everybody's like, I, I got to go. Um, can we do this? He's like, nah, everybody got to go back to their houses. They called us back to our, our ambulance house. It took me, took me like two hours, I think it was, to get home. And that's only because the Pulaski was shut down. And I was coming through that way. And I, I walked up to the police officer. I was like, listen, 
I'm an EMT in Union City, and I need to get back to the ambulance. I said, can I get on this Pulaski? Because they were diverting everybody. And he he asked to see my my work ID, but we didn't have work ID. So I just showed him my EMT card, and then he let me through. So I was doing like a buck 10 on the Pulaski Highway. That might have been the only highlight of that day for me. You have it on an empty road, ripping it. Yeah, ripping it. My mom's Ford Focus. (laughs) It wasn't even mine. Uh, Got back to the house, got dressed, got back to the ambulance. We ended up setting up a, I think it was like a hundred bed little triage center. And I don't remember the name of the school, but it was down in in Union City, down towards the Jersey City border. By By like Fifth Street, right? Yeah, there's yeah, an elementary school there. Yeah, I went and to that we, school when I was a kid. Well, we, we used the gym as a triage center. We had set up the beds, um, the cots, and um, the BP cuffs. And, and it was odd because, like, we had everything there. We had doctors there. We had nurses there. And we all sitting outside just watching the shit burn and not a single soul and that's the not thing a that single soul was coming our way, not a single soul. That you could see that from everywhere. Like it was like yeah. like from Jersey, any almost anywhere in Jersey, like we're, like our area anyway, like the Hudson County area, like you would see it. You know, like I remember getting up the next day and being like, "Yo, how's there still smoke coming from that area? You know, like there's nothing there." You know what I mean? It's like it was nuts. I remember my like my my uncle, the firefighter, he had like went over there. You know, he, he instantly went over there when that shit went off. You know what I mean? My my one, my godmother, she's not even, like, a nurse or anything like that. And when she heard what happened, she was like, I got to go there and help these people. You know, they, they obviously, no matter what, like, you know, no matter what you have, the situation is not going to be able to be contained, like, with just the regular amount of people. So everybody was, like, just going over there to help. Like, people, even if they didn't have family, you know, people just knew that, yeah. yo, that shit's fucked. Like, we got to get out there. We got to, we got to, you know. And back, you look, like, think about it. Like, back then, how unified everybody was. And then, like, fast forward now, 20 years later, you know, like, how divided we are. Like, what the hell happened? I mean, I know but what I'll happened. Be, I'll be honest you know, I'm, with I, you, I, I'm not going to get into the whole politics. But I know what happened. You know what I mean? But it's like, yo. Like back then, it was you was proud to be an American. Everybody was like unified, and now it's like everybody's arguing, everybody's fighting. And if you're proud to be an American, you kind of right away the first instinct is that you're a fucking racist. You know what I mean? Like, but to got, be honest with you, bad. <laughs> to be honest with you, that unity didn't last that long back well, then. Clearly, I mean, twenty years is not a. I mean, it's not a long no, time. I, That's I, the I'm hell. Saying and, and that, I'm saying when that happened. When that happened, everybody was all kumbaya and oh, yeah, love I mean, thy neighbor, love thy brother, and then it went back to the same old America. Let's, yeah, let's let's be let's be real. With well, then we started blaming people, America and then we started too. singling out people that that were the, like the people that we. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just like it's crazy, bro. It's sad. It's sad to see that, yo. You know, what's sad is I had a I had a cousin, well, my mother's cousin, who worked in the World Trade Center. And they were in the train that the, the subway, whatever subway stop that is, I don't, I don't know. That that used to be at the bottom of the World Trade Center. That's how she was getting to work from New Jersey. And 
they got to the World Trade Center. They turned the train back, right? Train got back. So the first tower already got hit, but the, the train was still coming in. So they turned the train back, got them on ferries, got them across the water back into New Jersey. On the way across the water, her co-worker had a heart attack and died. Oh, wow. So she didn't even die at the World Trade Center, like, in the explosion, in the fire. She died yes, on the, the way fear back. Just the fear of it, though. Yeah, man. I mean, it. stress to do a... Stress is a hell of a thing, yo, and that's what, and that's what induces that. Being that nervous, that anxiety, that stress to get your body that's, to that's be what, like, that's yo. That's what anxiety does to you. Yeah. That's that right there. That's a perfect example of it. That's, that's crazy. That's sad, yeah, yeah, people weren't the same after that, you know. Day. I know people that was a part of that that cleanup and helping and the stuff they saw and they just weren't the same after that. Like it was it was rough, man. It was it was a hard thing. It was a hard pill to swallow on every aspect of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking about the WWE when they like the, that whole time they were the ones that, like, well, not them, like, everybody started shutting shit down. You know what I mean? Like, MLB, the baseball was like, nah, we we, we started, like, no more games for the rest of today because we didn't know if that was just the beginning. You know what I mean? We didn't know if it was going to be more attacks in more areas. And then little by little, like, the the baseball was like, all right, no baseball right now. We're going to shut this down for the day. And then football games, like, college football games started getting canceled. And then uh, once the NFL was like, no games for the next two weeks, they, everybody was like, shit. The NFL, they they always coming for their bag. Like they don't let nothing yeah. stop them. And if they shutting down for two weeks, it's not it's not a good look. And then everybody is everybody is shut down. The whole world stopped. Like all everything was being canceled. No big events. You know what I mean? Not to the extent of like COVID, but like nobody wanted to have gatherings because we didn't know if there was gonna be another attack. And uh, the Vince McMahon was like, "Yo, somebody has to get back to work. Like this is sad. This is terrible." Cause they have a documentary on on. Uh, on Peacock with the WWE talking about like the whole mindset and right, everything that happened that went into them doing that live show two days after 9-11 and that's what Vince said he was like somebody had to get back to work somebody had to br- tell the people that like you know like we're gonna get we're gonna get past this and they had that show and that show like when you see it they show like from that show and the stuff the people were talking like it was just insane like the minute they would say the, some of the wrestlers say that as soon as the audience started filling in for the show, that you heard the chants, like everybody chant. It was in Texas too, so you heard the chants for USA. You know what I mean? Because like it was, everyone was like kind of. It was kind of their way of showing the terrorists, like you know what, you're not gonna stop us from from doing us, from being us. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna scare us into this. But right now, if thinking back, it's like, well, what's the big deal? You just go back to work. But back then, like I said, nobody knew what was gonna happen. Nobody knew if it was gonna if that was just one attack of many to come you know what i mean yeah. because yeah. that's what never... i was saying man because yeah. i was that's how i felt i felt like you know when, when we saw the, the three different uh planes crashing and then the one that got diverted and everything i thought that was just the start of like literally opening your front door and there being a war in your front house like you know what i mean like how other countries are um that's i thought that's what our world was coming to you know and then that's why I said to me, I thought it was going to be a lot worse. I thought it was going to be like, you know, every day we were going to have something that was coming at us. And that was the mindset, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why everybody was like, you know what? No football, no soccer, no whatever, like whatever was going on. They, everybody was just canceling, canceling, shutting shit down. Because one, you know, you don't want to be that person to have that event. And, and then two, 
you don't want to have that on your shoulders to be like, shit, you know what I mean? All these people are dead because I decided to continue with having, you know, my show or my or my, my sport play. You know what I mean? It's like, it, you know, it was crazy. It was, you know. But like I said, that, that documentary wasn't really bad. It was, I mean, it was obviously, it was WWE production. So, I mean, it was put together well. And of course, they're going to paint themselves in a certain light because, I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but I am. You know, like, re- re- realistically, Vince McMahon could be like, I wanted to get the people back to work and, you know, and, and be entertainment for them, something for them to watch. But, I mean, knowing what I, I know of Vince now, I'm sure there was other motives to what he fucking did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, back then I would have believed that, you know, and I want to believe that that was his mindset back then because of how I felt, like, how he was with the fans and wrestling and all that. So I want to believe that that was the mindset back then. But, I mean, from seeing what I've seen from him nowadays, 20 years later, it's hard to buy that. It, it, I feel like he's more of, like, one of our old bosses that acted like it was, like, a thing for us, but it was really yeah. because he wanted that bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. There's, there's always a little something in the background, man. There's always a little something. But when they talk, they're all emotional. You know, they're all, they, you know, it's Vince, she gets choked up because, I mean, some of the stuff he did say on that speech when he came out, it was, it was very heartfelt and it was very Vince McMahonish. You know what I mean? Because, you know, how he can get people riled up. And, you know, he fed right into that. that. The crowd was like, they was ready to go to, they was ready to leave from that stadium to war for whatever. <laughs> whoever they thought did it you know what i mean like he had them you know pumped like you a typical vince mcmahon you know you, he gets out on that mic you know he got that, that that electricity about him but uh yeah you know the wrestlers they talk about what it meant for them you know they at that night the heels which are normally the bad guys get booed but they were coming out and they were like cheering for america and for you know like bradshaw the bad guy at the time and they was loving him. They was, and he was from Texas. Normally he gets booed the minute he comes out, but he came out and they were cheering for him and chanting, you know, USA, USA, you know. So it, it was, you know, it was cool to see that doc, that side of it with the documentary. You know, to see because, like again, you know, we talk about it now because it's easy to look back on that it was just an isolated situation. But back then they didn't know, so they had they had to set up all like all kinds of security, all kinds of checks. Like it was, it was, it was different. You know, and over there, they were saying how the streets were empty. Nobody was out in the streets. Because for us, a lot of the stuff around here was jacked up. Because like Juan said, there was stuff in Jersey trying to help with stuff from New York. You know what I mean? And a lot of people from New York were coming to, you know, and Jersey, you know, back and forth. So all that got instantly, like, shut down. But in other states where it wasn't involved, they were like, shit, what's going on over there? You know what I mean? So they was like, let's get out the streets. And that's what they were saying. that They they were in uh, Texas, and they said that the streets... Looked like a ghost town. They went out to get food, and there was nobody on the streets. There was no cars in the streets. They said it was like a scary feeling to walk out because it looked like the end of the world because there was nobody out. Because like Mikey said, we didn't know what the hell was happening. Parachutes start falling. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some crazy was all shit. At home. You know? There was all at home loading their magazines in Texas. <laughs> Fuck yeah! You know Texas don't play. <laughs> they don't you know, play. They just get ready. <laughs> the moment I've been waiting for. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like, we all over here shook, right? Because we from Jersey. Like, we, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. You know, gunplay is a thing out here, but it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? It, it's it's on some other shit. But out there, they like, boy, we've been waiting for it. Because my, my dad's like that. My dad, you know, when they come and invade us, you got to be ready. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm he, you know, him. I mean, and at the time, too, like, 
Jennifer and me had just started like dating. And um, she had she had spent the night in my house, and I and all this was going on, and I'm like, damn, Desiree was in school. She was like, she was in kindergarten, so I was like, shit, I didn't know what happened. So I'm like, yo, I need you to go to school, get my daughter, and bring her home. You know what I mean? Because in my head, I wanted her home with my dad because that's what the guns were. You know what I mean? I knew that she was there, like shit wasn't gonna pop off, <laughs> especially with my dad. My dad was like, you know, he kept saying, I, I told you, I told you, he got the, all the beans ready, all the package, you know, all the cans and shit, you know, get ready to shut shit down. But um, yeah, you know. Even that changed, you know what I mean? Because nowadays, I could never send my girlfriend to go get my daughter from school. <laughs> They're like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless you're on then, that list. Back then, yeah, she just walked in. She's like, yeah, I'm here for death ring. They were like, oh, okay. Here you go. Take her. <laughs> yeah, I remember my mom was on a cruise, actually. She was on a cruise in the Bahamas. And uh, they got the, the news that that happened. And they let everybody call home for free. Off the off the boat, cause it left from New York. Damn. So a lot of people on the boat lived in New York, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. or New Jersey. So uh, she was freaking out back then. The time my brother-in-law was a cop in Union City, so he was over in the water with um, Port Authority, helping them move around. We spent that whole day, let me tell you, we spent that whole day trying to get over to the city to help after, like, they shut down the hospital. We spent the whole day trying to get over to the city, and we could not. They had a staging field at Fort Lee High School in Fort Lee, New Jersey. On the football field, they put out all this plywood. They had the trucks staged there, all the ambulance, all the ambulances and fire trucks in stages ready to roll out to the city like it was a massive effort to get people in there to help people were coming from from massachusetts from connecticut from virginia maryland dc carolinas they were coming from all to help in any way they can in the city. It was, I, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget seeing that much help to get over there. And you want to see that, you know what I mean? That, like, 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 that's the positive, like, outlook of it, to see that these many people, like, 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 it just goes to show, like, faith in humanity. Like, yo, people gave a shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people were like, yo, like, this is fucked up, this is terrible, like, and they felt so compelled that they're like, yo, I got to go do something. Like, I can't sit here and watch this on the news. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, that's how my godmother was. Like, she's sitting there watching. She's like, I can't sit here and watch it. I got to go. And she had, like I said, she had, like, no training of any sort. And she was like, I got to go out there and help. Like, you know, and and, it, and that's how people saw it. Like, yo, I, I got to go help. I can't just watch. I got can't just stand by. I got to, you know, there's people that need help out there, you know? People jumping out the windows, like how yeah, crazy that, that, that you crazy. have to think that, you know what, I got a better chance of jumping out this window than going down this building, you know what I mean? I mean, some probably figured, well, fuck it, I'm going to die either way rather than being buried under this shit and, yeah. and, and dying slowly, make it quick and easy. It's, it's, it's funny, not funny, but it's, I doubt we're talking about this topic because I've been watching this show about 9-11 on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. Like, I wanted to watch that. that. It's like a five a five part series or something like that. Yeah, and it's like 
showing like some of the people who had came down, the, like their their skin was like burnt off of them from the fuel yes. from being in the elevator. Because it came down the elevator shafts. Elevator shafts were in the middle, if I'm not mistaken. So the plane came in, and then the fuel went straight down that elevator shaft. Hot jet fuel burning people in elevator. That show is. I'm glad you told heavy. me that because in my in my I'll, I, I I chilled with Samson. I was gonna sit down and watch it. I would have watched oh, yeah. it while I was chilling with Samson. It would been a wrap for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it'd been yeah, a wrap. Because yeah, I remember sure. like this is completely off topic, but I remember watching an episode of Game of Thrones where the bastard king or prince, whatever he was, raped the 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 who ended up becoming queen of the north. And that episode, like, of him raping her, like, got me. And I was, sto- I'm like, oh, chilling with Samson. I'm stoned watching the episode. I'm like, all right, bet, give me thorns, give me thorns. And that whole rape shit happened. Yo, my heart was pounding out of my chest. I was fucking, I was so angry. And I was like, I can't do this shit, yo. Like, I can't watch, fuck this goddamn show, yo. Like, it had me you was, so You was ready mad. to fight? Yo, I was, and, and like, my, my heart was pounding out of my chest. My anxiety was through the roof. Because, yo, that, like, I can't, like, that's one thing for me, like, that I can't. And I mean, and this now that I have daughters, it's even worse. Like, I can't fathom why somebody would do that to a person. And how it has to feel for the other person to have to live through that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's like, such a terrible fucking thing in my, like, like, for me to think about. So, seeing that and the way they did it, it was just, like, Damn it. So I'm glad you warned me because I would have been chilling with Sans and think I'm watching because I love documentaries and I would have been like, oh, sh- oh, shit. And that's it. Yeah. It would have been. Yeah, yeah, they go, they go, they go pretty deep into it and like what else was going on at the time and the communications, the FFA communications back and forth. And it's, it's heavy. It gets heavy. Yeah, see, I, I watched, I chilled with Samson in the, do- I watched the documentary with the WWE one, and that one was a little emotional, but it didn't go, it didn't get like a year, like, that one was more of like, how people felt, you know, people's, you know, thoughts going into it, so, that was a little hard too to watch, because there were certain moments where like, people were telling stories, and I did get a little choked up, you know what I mean, but, not, not, yeah, if I would have been chilling and hearing about people getting, like, they are, nah, and I'm yeah, sure they thought, they was... talked conspiracy theory on it, right, they talked conspiracies, um, well, they start all the way from the beginning, bro. They start from Afghanistan when the Soviets were invaded and we were funding the Afghan rebels to fight the Soviets to get them out. So it goes all the way back to that and the rise of, um, what was that dude's name? Osama. Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Rise of that guy. And, and you know what, yo? And, and here because we are. Because he's right? the one who, because he's the one who took the credit for it. And here we are. Fast forward, right? 20 years later, right? On the 20th anniversary of 9-11, we gave them their own country. Yeah. How about yeah. that? How about that? All those fucking people died. And here we are. 20 years later, they have control of a whole company, a whole country. I'll tell you what, though, man. I've been reading the Hamilton book, and that shit happens all the time, man. Like, not, you know, what we're talking about here, but as far as, like, people making, um, what I'm looking for, like, making teams with other either people or countries and trying to run something out, and then that shit backfire on them and ends up, you know, causing their own demise. 
that shit's all over in that Hamilton book. There were so many people that he tried getting together with, trying to push an agenda to find out, like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I guess well, in I the mean, moment, um, you know, you're just trying to fight a common enemy, or, or so you think you're just trying to fight a common enemy, common enemy, and then it, it backfires on you. I mean, but yeah, and, and nine out of ten times, the Americans involved in it, right? Because, I mean, yeah. so... Look, look, look what we did over way. in fucking Cuba. You know what I mean? Like, we did that shit over there, yeah. too. I was about to say, uh, you got Castro, you got Gaddafi, you got um, um, this right. dude, uh, the other cat. Damn it, what's wrong with me today? No, it um, happened but, in Korea, right? Didn't happen in Korea. We tried to go over there with Korea to try to get the dictatorship out, and it didn't work, and then so they split the country in half. That's like, how I they mean, split it. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great history, so, but I, I, I'm, I, I, that might be, uh, you know, Saddam Hussein, that's how I was going to say. We put him over there, too. And then we went over there and took him out, yo. Like, it's crazy. It's nuts, yo. It's nuts. It seems to be that power, man. When people get that power, it changes people, man. Yeah, you're lying. Yeah, you're lying. That's the same thing that happened, you know, with the country. They got that power. They became this powerhouse, and they they swore they were going to have to save the world. Yeah, you know what? Because you kind of... Like you, you kind of feel like I don't know about you, but like in general, like the the idea is like if you have the power and, and the ability to, that you should. Yeah. You know I mean? So that's like that's what it basically comes to. To like, a point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. Like, but I was thinking about I was thinking, talking thinking about the other day too, as far as like some a lot of these movies now, right? And like this kind of all talk, but not really, but like. Everything's trying to be woke. They feel like they have to use their platform for a message to kind of, you know, save the world type thing. You know what I mean? And you kind of do it an extent, but at the same time, like, we don't want it every time. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you want to just sit down and watch a movie and be entertained. You don't want it to be filled with, like, these, like, life lessons and trying to, you know, trying to make people woke. It's like, yo, can we just watch a movie? Like, this is my life on the regular. Can I just get an escape from that, please? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I was looking up. Just out, out of curiosity, we were talking about WWE going back after 9-11. And same thing, we go back, you know, we go forward, I guess, 19 years because it was last year. But wrestling was the first show to go back live after the COVID shutdowns as well. You're right. And wow. WWE <laughs> led the uh, charge in that one, which AEW followed suit right behind them. Uh, but yeah, wrestling was the first one. Yeah. And you know what? Like I don't it, know if it's uh if it's a thing of they just you know feel that uh like strongly of you know trying to provide something or they just have uh McMahon sized ego that they feel the world needs them in times of need. I'm I'm not sure which side that's leaning to. And but you know it's like very interesting to see. And it and it makes you think, right? Because wrestling is is as underground as it, as it is, is very mainstream. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're not into wrestling, like, there's always mainstream fans that still kind of know, you know? And, household name. Yeah, you know? And that, I mean, I guess that's why, you know, Vince is always feeling the way he is in these kind of, in these situations where, like, you know what? Like I, like I just talked about, you know? Like, you want that, like, you know, I see enough bad shit. Like, I need a break, you know? And he, again... I mean, I want to, I want to believe that those are his, his initial real intentions, but I mean, with him, what I've seen, it's more of a, I need, I need this bag, you know, so y'all need to get back to work, entertain the people. But 
Yeah. You know, people do need that. You know what I mean? You do need that yeah. little bit of... Because that's another thing, too. When Vince put the shows back on during uh, during the apocalypse, he wanted no mention of the apocalypse on the show. You know what I mean? So you could see that he clearly was, like, for that two or three hours, like, you didn't, he didn't want it to be talked about. Because he didn't... Like, you're watching that the show is an escape from what the hell's going on outside. So don't talk about that. You know what I mean? He didn't want people with masks on anywhere, or visible on the camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I remember, uh, remember Cody's AEW speech and seeing that and thinking that was pretty damn powerful. Did you see that when he came out? He came out. Uh, I don't know the exact date or where it was in the timeline, but I remember putting on the show, and he was in the ring. The entire arena was dark, and it was just a spotlight on him. And he pretty much, you know, uh, right this after the COVID, COVID shutdowns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And this is uh, AEW that was coming up. And I remember him being in the middle of the ring and kind of saying that, how, you know, his their job was to entertain and to give an escape and how he planned to do it. I mean, I, I don't remember the whole speech. And I don't remember if I saw it on TV or I saw it on his Instagram. It may, it may have been on the Instagram, but it was a very powerful speech pretty much saying just that, that, you know, we're going through something. We can't be together, but we're going to do our best to perform for you. And uh, it was it was pretty, and like I said, it's just funny how it's, you know, here we are again, and, and it's wrestling leading the charge to, to open back up and try to entertain people. Yeah, because people want to act like they don't like wrestling, but everybody likes wrestling, you know. Nah, um, you like wrestling. Everybody likes wrestling, you know. I like wrestling. I'm, I'm being serious. I don't like wrestling. <laughs> Fake. It's fake news. It's fake nah, news. People are fake. Wrestling is real, they bro. They really hitting them with them chairs. No, they, they are. Really they really hitting them with them chairs. They really hitting them with them chairs. Them chairs is really getting chair shots. McFoley's 17 stitches, right? Wasn't well, like 17 stitches yeah. would tell you otherwise. He was handcuffed, and The Rock beat him. How many well, was it? Like 27 no, chair shots no, in the no. head? No, what I don't happened know. was <laughs> that he was supposed to move his head to the left when he swung the chair. He got confused, moved himself to the right, and got hit by the chair actually. Yeah. But real wrestling, now they, they don't they don't do they be like, all right, I'ma come through with the folding chair, boom, boom, boom. I'ma swing it to the right, you move to the well, left. Well now now they don't do that. Now the only well in WWE, awesome. the only place they hit with the chair is the back now. Because too many people was getting concussion with them chair shots to the head. So they was like, nah, CTE. you gotta hit the back. Yeah. Yo. Getting CTE. Well, only only back shots, that's it, yo. Well, <laughs> this is a perfect segue to uh Another thing that I want to talk about, which is more wrestling. More wrestling. When the whole uh, apocalypse happened, right? I'm going to put myself on pause. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole apocalypse happened, man. I remember, you know, seeing uh, the WWE, who were just praising about getting everybody back to work, uh, decided to do, uh, like, a, like, my job and just fire everybody. Like, mm-hmm. everybody just pack up, go home. Go home. Not, we're not going to wait to figure it out. We just go home. Go home. And go, was, go file unemployment. Go file yeah. unemployment. Not even. I mean, I don't think the wrestlers can file unemployment. I mean, I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works because they're quote unquote independent contractors, right? Isn't that the whole deal? Like, they got to pay taxes. You pay oh, taxes to the state for the, I think that's how that works. Pay yeah. Taxes I, I don't know how that works. But I do know that he fired everybody mm-hmm. and other promotions weren't firing people. Like, Ring of Honor didn't let everybody go. They kept everybody on payroll. They they got nowhere near the money of WWE. 
So I, I kind of like, you know, I cancel my subscription to WWE Network because you know me. Once I feel a certain kind of way about something, it's like, yo, I'm not supporting you, yo. Like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I started just watching. Company. It, huh? Except Ex- for that yeah. company. Except for, except for that damn sneaker company. I don't, don't, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So... Now, now, see, I lost my whole train of thought, yo. Thinking how many times I got done dirty by that company. Oh. So you anyway, canceled your subscription because, and I, and I would just watch. Be. I would just watch Russell talk and find out what's going on as far as the storyline because I really didn't want to like they were doing some real like wacky stuff. Like I was already upset with them because of the way they were like buying everybody up so AEW couldn't get them. And they weren't even using them. Like, they were just being real spiteful. Like, oh, we're going to take that. We're going to take that. You know what I mean? And then they were just not using them. They was like they were doing a lot of underhanded shit yet because they didn't want to see AEW, which was like the new kid on the block, succeed. Now, fast forward, here we are a year later. And a bunch of, because they're, they were firing everybody because of budget issues. Mind you, at the end of the year, they made more money than they ever have. They had enough money where they could have kept everybody on and still made a profit. And they still fired everybody, yo. But that's neither here nor there. That's not what we're here to talk about. All those people that they was buying up, they ended up letting go. And AEW was just scooping them up. And this Sunday, yo, it was... Well, not yeah, last Sunday. Yo, they put on, like, one of the all-time greatest wrestling pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. And let me tell you, I've seen a lot of wrestling pay-per-views. <laughs> WCW, WWF, ECW, WWE, indie promotions. And this one was definitely had to be, if not number one, definitely top three of all time. It was insane. From beginning to end, it was just like dope-ass matches. And then they bring back all these wrestlers that, you know, that people wanted to see. And it, it was like watching back in the day when we had the Monday Night Wars with the WWF and WCW, where you didn't know when you were going to turn your TV on. Who was going to be where? Like, you could turn on WCW, and it was like Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan. It was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, we had wrestlers throwing belts in the garbage. Like, they won, the one female <laughs> left with the belt from WWE, and then she was on the show the next day, and she took the women's championship from WWE and just threw that shit in the garbage. And everyone was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, like, it was a crazy time, and that's what it is now. And that's why now it's all of a sudden, like, it's, like, fun again. You know what I mean? It's like, because now WWE's not the only... You know, only only entertainment in town. So now we had all you these. Think they would do something like that again? I mean, well, that wasn't done intentionally. That was just because at the time, you know, a lot of those wrestlers like wanted out of WWE. WCW was throwing money around, so they had left, and that's that's kind of see. This is the way the, the whole mindset stuff and growth stuff that we was talking about earlier always sneaks into the show. This is where it sneaks into it. Right now, there's a lot of that going on. But it's different because now in this day and age, like back then when Kevin Nash and Hogan were doing them, they were doing them for these big bags. They were they was, they was going in for the money, which kind of ended up causing the demise of WCW. Now when a lot of these wrestlers are leaving WWE to go to AEW, it's out of the, 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 the love of it. Because mm-hmm. the guy who owns AEW, Tony Khan, he owns the Jaguars and stuff, he's a legit wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Like he loves wrestling. Like whenever he does an interview... After AEW, you could see it in this guy's eyes. Like, he loves what he's doing. Like, before AEW, you would see him in the front row of New Japan shows with a, with a Bullet Club t-shirt, cheering Kenny Omega. Now he has Kenny Omega as his partner with AEW, you know what I mean? Working with him. So whenever the wrestlers, like, after the, that pay-per-view we watched, 
the wrestlers were all talking about the ones that had left WWE. You all saw it in their eyes, like the light in their eyes, the joy to be back doing what they do. Because with WWE, they, they call themselves sports entertainment. They don't want no, you know, pro wrestling. You can't say what you can't say belt, right? You gotta say championship or something. It's like, like yeah. so weird, like he's very weird about what you Burbage. can and cannot say. Yes. Whereas Tony Kong's like, you know, this is professional wrestling. That's a championship belt. It's a title, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? This is wrestling, you know? And that's where it is now. Like WWE has gotten so big where they're like they have stocks, they have partners, they have all this shit going on, and they're just trying to make money. They're trying to sell T-shirts, they're trying to sell toys, they're trying to be Disney. I say that all the time. They're just trying to be Disney. You know what I mean? And then the wrestlers are there to help them be Disney. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the wrestlers that they have within their 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 product are athletes and and models that they thought had a look or an ability to them that they could train them to be wrestlers. Whereas back in the day, most of those wrestlers were people that came up through the indies. You know what I mean? Like how many times me and Mikey see all the time, like we watch people in the indies, then it was like, oh shit, did you see this person on TNT? Oh shit, this person's in NXT? Because we watched them progress through the indies. You know, mm-hmm. so, it, and, and that gives you like a connection with those with those people, you know, whatever character they're playing. Whereas WWE now, they're doing like, like they just, like, per, right now, for example, they just signed uh, that kid from the Olympics. You know what I mean? A gold medal winner from the Olympics to WWE. Never did wrestling in his life. He wrestled, like, legit wrestling in college and all that. But now he's wrestling for WWE. Greco-Roman. Greco-Roman. Yeah, yeah. You know? But that's the thing. Like, the difference is that you see, like, when you do something out of love, the way it grows. Because this thing in AEW is such a movement. In two years, the way this thing blew up. Like, we watched TNT for years. And they never had this kind of... You know, and they signed some big names over the years, but they never had the impact that this is having right now with AEW. And it's because everyone going there is going there for the love of wrestling, and they have a boss who fucking loves wrestling and is allowing them to be wrestlers. So everybody is doing it for that whole idea of they loving what they're doing. And in the end, they're going to be able to sell those T-shirts. They're going to be able to sell those toys. They're going to be able to sell those video games because... They're not focused on that. That's like, you know what I mean? They're just focused on doing what they love, and then the people are going to love them for it. Whereas WWE, like, they're like, yo, we got to sell these shirts. Like, what are we going to do? Like, perfect example, Alexa Bliss. They're like, we need something to sell. So they make that little doll. The whole reason why that Lily thing was created was because they wanted to sell merch. (laughs) So they gave her a, a possessed doll. Like, that's how they think. They think of what can they sell, and then how can they put it on a wrestler now? How can we get now? How can we get this into a gimmick? You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, the tides are changing. CM Punk. CM Punk, the AW confirmed, you know? <laughs> that's what sparked it all. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. You know, and and I, I was thinking about it too, like growing up, like, you know, we we always me and Michael always talk about like how, you know, we kind of wish our dad would have been around a little more. You know what I mean? He, he was always working and doing his thing. But like Wrestling was one of the things that he, when he was around, like we sat down and watched it. I remember as a kid, right? We'd watch, yeah. you know, what is that, uh, Saturday night main event, you know, with Hogan and them. And, you know, it was like certain things, little things like that, you know, Kung Fu Theater, you know, sitting down watching Kung Fu Theater, <laughs> you know? Kung Fu Theater, that's me and my mom right there every Saturday. Yeah, man, you know, so, it, and I, I may, I think that's why I have such the love I have for wrestling because, you know, it, it reminds me of simpler times, you know, and then I, like through the years, just learning more and more about it and about how everything works. And like, if you think about it, right, 
like they go out there and they put on a show. They put their bodies on the line, like for our entertainment. You know what I mean? It's like, like, and the reason why, like, I mean, I know they do that in other sports too, but the, I think the thing is with wrestling is that, like, with the NFL, right? When you get to the NFL, by that, the, you know, you, it goes from college to the NFL. You know what I mean? So like, you're doing that, but you're getting paid along the way. You know. With the wrestling, like, some of these people work for promotions where they leave at the end of the night and they get, like, $25, $50. And they just, you know, went in there and got their ass kicked. Had people throw beer at them in some places. Yeah, I've seen that happen, right? How many times do you see that happen? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody throw a cup of beer. And, you know, you walk off and you get, you know, $50, $100, whatever the case may be, and you just, like, got your ass reamed in the <laughs> ring. You know, so, like, when these wrestlers go out there and do it, they do it for the love of what they're doing. You know, and I think that's why the fans appreciate it so much because they understand that they get it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, at least that's how I, I I see it like that. You know, and to me, I think it's one of the most. I always say it all the time. I think it's one of the most beautiful forms of art. You know what I mean? To go out there and do what they do. Like when you see good wrestling and you see how like graceful it is and like, it's impressive, man. I mean, even when you see some sloppy wrestling, it's still it's still kind yeah. of, kind of impressive. And you know, you know what's cool about it too is. Like, it, let's say if we all get together, right, to watch a movie. Like, we can't really sit there and really talk about shit because we're trying to pay attention to the movie, right? So it's like, yo, shut up. I didn't hear what he was saying, right? Mm-hmm. And if you sit down and you're watching a sporting event, unless it's teams that you have no interest in, you know what I mean? Like, if someone has an interest in one of the teams, they're really going to be into the game. There's also going to be that little bit of, you know, that attachment to that team doing a certain thing. Whereas when you sit down and watch wrestling, now you know it's it's you know it's staged, so it's it's like a movie. So you really don't have so much an attachment to the outcome. You're just kind of watching it for the entertainment. You know what I mean? So like you can get together with a group of people and just kind of enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? There's no ah your team sucks, yada yada. It's just you sitting there. You can talk because you don't really have to hear what's going on. You can you can just watch. You know, like Nick said, watch the art form, watch the athleticism. You know, so it's similar to watching a sporting event, but there's no attachment because you already know whatever happens, it's not really about the outcome. It's about what you're seeing. And then it's like watching a movie, but you don't have to pay attention. So it's a nice way to get people together and just kind of like just chill and just enjoy it, you know. And and at the end of the night, nobody's leaving upset that their team lost. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes people are a little upset when they when their guy doesn't win the belt. You know, some people. I remember uh, a certain individual one time getting mad because Kurt Angle didn't win a match and he ripped the TV out of a wall. Yeah, but I yeah. think I think nowadays though, I huh? think it's not who did that because I don't know. Lifted. You know, but <laughs> back then, you know, like back then, that was when we kind of started to, or at least me anyway. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but I think back then we still almost felt in a way that maybe it wasn't uh, staged. You know what I mean? That it, it, it depended on how the perform the, the wrestler did in the match to determine who won. You know, now we already know better. Now we know oh, yeah, the outcomes. I mean, are- back then, we assumed it was, like, on the fly. Like, all right, whoever puts yeah. on a better show, you're taking this man. We, yeah, you're right. So now we already go in there knowing that they already decided who's going to win. And that in itself is crazy, right? Think about this, right? Think about you being... Yeah. Let's say a, a heavyweight champ, right? And you got all this fair, and you get there, and your boss is like, "Listen, you're gonna drop the belt tonight, um, and then you're just gonna roll off into the ring while homeboy gets his cheer." 
and you gotta just take it. You know what I mean? Like you can't be like, yo, I've been I've been the champ for all this time. I you really gonna have me lose like that? It's like, yeah, that's, that's how you're gonna lose. But now you still have to go out, start off the match talking your shit like you're the best in the world. You gotta fight like you're gonna win, knowing damn well you're gonna lose. And to me, the fact that they do all that is like mind-boggling, man. It's 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 insane. Yeah, it is. The, the whole, I mean, I, I say it all the time, man. And Juan said he he always jokes about how I light up when I talk about wrestling, but I it, it is it, it is a really just like everything about it. You know what I mean? Like like you said, like be like performing after knowing that you know what the outcome is not in your favor, and you're gonna go out there and you're gonna give 110. percent You're gonna do these moves that are gonna you know bust your body up. You know what I mean? Because you know, there's only so many times that you could get slammed on your back. You know what I mean? Like, you, like you can't. That's not something that, that it's normal to the human body to be getting slammed around. Those those ropes and those rings. Like people see those ropes and they think, ah, oh, yeah, they're just ropes. But like that bangs them up. Like when you first do that for the first time, your body gets black and blue because those ropes don't give like how you think. It's not like the little toy arena. Where you pull on that those ropes when you buy that yeah you know you know what I'm talking about right you buy the toys for the kids and you pull on the rope you think that that shit got flex that shit don't got flex like that you know what I mean like that that's not as you know giving as you think you know what I mean the ring everyone's like oh yeah well the ring is padded I mean you're thinking like you're falling on a mattress they're not fucking falling on a mattress you know what I mean like it's not as this thing is not as as, as everyone thinks like they, they think wrestling is fake right away they think like nothing hurts that's not the fucking case it all hurts. You know what I mean? Like, it's all hurts. Like, it, it's not fake in that sense. It's just fake in the sense that, like, Fast and Furious is fake. You know what I mean? Like, Fast and Furious, yeah. is, it, it, and we love it. We go there and we watch it, you know? And all that is just figured out. All right, this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do this. You know, because you're doing these moves, but you don't want to... You, you, I mean, look at some of these moves, like a pile driver. Imagine if everybody got pile drives for real. You know what I mean? Like, everybody had broken necks. You know what I mean? So you got to find ways to make it look like you destroying this person's life without destroying this person's fucking life. You know what I mean? And and, and well, enough for nothing. And, and and the one giving the power driver, like how many times you don't fall on your ass? That shit hurts. Yeah. And imagine that with somebody that weighs about two hundred pounds putting the weight on your body. Like and yet they still go out there and they do. Like it's a very selfless uh, act in a way, you know? It's it's and a beautiful thing trusting. to watch, man. There you, you got yeah. of who you're in the ring with that they're not gonna fucking kill you. You know what I mean? There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that makes wrestling the beautiful fucking sport that it is. I mean, it, it really is. It, I, I, so many times I wanted to, like, I, I want I'm like, I, could, I want to wrestle. I want to wrestle. And a few times I got close. I got close to going to wrestling school, and, like, I did some things, and uh, I got really close a few times, but I never I never went through it, man. I, w- I wish I would have, man. Wish I would have. I mean, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you guys because we know how stupid I am, how <laughs> reckless I could be, so. But yeah, and I was watching. Uh, I started watching a little bit of it on Hulu. I don't know if you guys got Hulu to check it out. It's a pretty dope uh, documentary. That um, that David Arquette. You can't kill David Arquette. Uh, he he's an actor for he was in all the screen movies and stuff. He ended up doing a Ready to Rumble movie, and uh, he ended up getting involved with WCW, and he ended up winning the belt. And with him, he was like a big time wrestling fan. He was a big, you know, he loved wrestling. Like he was into wrestling his whole life. And um, he did that movie with them and promoted it. And throughout the through the thing, he ended up uh, winning the WCW championship belt. And it pissed a lot of people off because, like, they felt that it, it tarnished the industry. 
because the what like an unwritten rule is like you don't just hand over that belt. Like you don't let people from the outside of, of the business come in and you know make a mockery or use the business for you know for their personal gain. You know what I mean? So like it, it's a very protected business. You know what I mean? So for him to come in there being an actor, not going up to the indies and you know how many people go to the indies and they have family and lineage of families that do this stuff for a living and never get the the you know the honor of holding that belt. And here comes this guy from Hollywood who yes, they threw it on him. You know, and they had their reasons too. You know, it ended up making a lot of news. You know, it was all over the place because it was a big deal for the world. You know, so it kind of put world eyes on wrestling. So they they got their point across, but they hated Dave Arquette for it. And for him, he was and he and like the the acting and all that was kind of like they saw him as a goofball and like he so he felt like this was just like the nail in the coffin and like it did him in. So here it is, a guy that. He's not getting treated respectful by Hollywood because of, you know, some of the silly shit that he be doing. And now he's into wrestling, so now it just so more solidifies that he's just silly shit. And now the one thing that he loved, they turned their back on him because everybody was insulted by the fact that that's he, you know, up. he took the belt. So now he had both things he loved taken away from him, you know? And that's what this whole thing is about, of him trying to get the respect back from wrestling and wrestlers and, and going through the process of going through the indies and he goes to Mexico to train and all this to have this like fight, and then poor son of a bitch goes and has this fight, and uh, I haven't got to that part of the documentary yet, but he almost died. So yeah, he he almost died doing it, but yeah, it's a cool documentary, definitely something to check out. Definitely something to check out. It's on Hulu. It's called "You Can't Kill David Arquette." It's basically, you know, a man trying to you know get back what he loves and trying to get the respect he feels he deserves and never got the shot for. That that documentary is definitely uh, something worth looking into. To see that, to see him go through the like go through Mexico and learning all that, it was it was it's dope. It's a cool little movie. I, I still got a, I still got like another half hour of it, but like I said, man, wrestling wrestling is a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing, and uh, thank you to AEW for making it so awesome and uh, bringing it back to the fans, Damn. putting the love of pro wrestling back into pro wrestling, man. So it's, it's a beautiful time. I'm excited. I got Desiree's watching it with me again. Desiree, you know, I did the same thing my dad did. You know, I grew up. Watching wrestling with my with my pops, and when my kids came right around, they you know started watching wrestling with them. You know, got to pass the family uh family yeah. lineage. We ain't wrestlers, but we we are family of wrestling fans. So mm-hmm. you know, we got to pass that on to the young ones. Keep keep the keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. But that being said, you know we're gonna wrap this up here. Like I say every week, uh, the most valuable thing you can give anybody is your time, and we want to thank everybody that gave their time to uh, listen yeah, to us today. And uh, my lips look beautiful, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, let's go. I got to run. So, uh, yes, uh, till next week, everybody. Stay up. Stay blessed. Peace. Later. Peace. Later.